Welcome to the Home Buyer Club Podcast, helping you understand how to buy a home. From first looking at houses all the way through picking up the keys to your new home. The Home Buyer Club will be speaking with people in the industry to get expert advice to help you with your own home buying journey. I think you'll like this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Home Buyer Club podcast with me, your host, Joe Thompson. I hope you've all enjoyed the sun. The weather's been glorious. I had a, a barbecue over the weekend. I ended up in a paddling pool, wasn't planned. My shorts were absolutely sopping wet. And then I had to go to the supermarket, which was not fun. So uh, it doesn't pay to be a big child like me. <laughs> Today, I'm gonna to talk to you about the process of buying a house from the initial thought all the way to picking up the keys and moving in. In the UK, the average time from having your offer accepted all the way through to moving in is 12 weeks. It can actually take a lot longer than that. So 12 weeks is what, three months? It can take longer, it could take four, five, six months, depending on the situation. So the home buying process in the UK is a very long one in comparison to other places in the world. So just be prepared for that. Well, what I'm gonna do is break it down into easy step-by-step uh, process, a step-by-step process so you understand the uh, the different steps that are involved. The first thing for me, the most important one to do first is save, save, save. Buying a house isn't cheap and it's not all about having the money just for your deposit for your mortgage. It's also about being prepared for all the other fees that you're going to have to pay. Fees such as your mortgage advisor fee, solicitor fees, survey fees, moving fees, stamp duty if it's applicable, estate agency fees if you're selling a house. There's many more. Not just fees for the process, but also when you move in, do you need a sofa? Do you need a bed? Your first time buyer, have you got cutlery? Have you got crockery? Have you got your pots and your pans? Do you need a dining room table? The list goes on. You might want to decorate. It's not cheap. The key takeaway from this is just to be prepared. There's nothing worse than turning up for an appointment with someone when I'm like I'm a mortgage advisor, turn up for someone and they have literally just enough money to cover the deposit. Yes, they will have another couple of months during the, the process of uh, buying the house to save. But from initial conception, you should have enough money to cover all those fees. It's very advisable to do that. The second thing, speak to a mortgage advisor. You need to understand how much money you can borrow. And it's not just a case of one shoe fits all in, right, this is how much you can borrow based on your situation. There's many different factors such as how much debt you have, how many loan payments you have, your credit card balances, if you have children, how is your income made up? Is it purely a basic salary? Are you self-employed? Has your income dipped? Do you earn commission? Do you earn shift allowance? How are all these extra things taken into consideration by mortgage companies? Not every mortgage company will allow every sort of income. Some mortgage companies don't like benefit income when you work part-time. So the, some do. Others will take 100%. Others will take 60% of that income. So understanding who can help you and also which is the best lender for you is really important. 
So sit down with a mortgage advisor and, and work out how much money you can borrow, taking in all those sort of those things I've just mentioned. Mortgage advisor will also go through a monthly budget with you. So they'll look at your your bills that you're going to have to pay and talk about, you know, your mortgage payment too, what it roughly is going to be. So you understand how much your outgoings are going to be every month. Thirdly, you need to find a home you like. Nice and easy, nice and simple. Just find a house. <laughs> this is where you get onto Rightmove. You get onto Zoopla. You get onto social media and have a look in the local area, areas that you want to buy and find a house right for you. If you know an area that you like to buy, it's a good idea to have a look around that area as well. Go visit the streets, go visit, see where the schools are, find out what busy times are like on the main roads. It's what the transport links like. Is there a bus network? Is there a tram? Is there a train station nearby? All this sort of research is good for you to know if that area, even though someone says, yes, that's a great area, is it right for you? When you find a house that you like, go and visit it. Go and, go and have a look around the property with the estate agent, of course. And then next time, go and take a parent or go and take a friend, someone impartial to actually look at it. When you view a house, we've all been there, you look at it and you fall in love with it. But actually take someone in, someone else out of the buying situation to use their head. They might spot things you missed on that first appointment. It's so important to have that because it could be it could cost you thousands of pounds if you miss certain things. When you've found the right house, you've found the area that you like, you're happy to proceed. Next thing you need to do is make an offer on a home. When you make an offer on a home, that's where you say to the estate agent, yes, I'd like to make an offer. This is how much for. They will call the person selling the house and they'll say, look, we've got this offer. Uh, would you accept? Do you decline? Do you want to negotiate? Hopefully they accept. That'd be very good. They accept the offer. The estate agent will call you and say, yes, we're happy. And at this point, the estate agent is going to want to see some documentation from you. They'll want to see your bank statements showing your buildup of your deposit. They'll want to see your identification and they'll want to see a decision in principle. Now, when you spoke to the mortgage advisor, they probably sorted you out a decision in principle at that point. A decision in principle is a certificate from a mortgage lender that says you can borrow a certain sum of money. That plus your deposit should equal the house price and the offer that you made. At that point, you'll need to appoint a solicitor, which is the next step, appointing a solicitor. Now, you probably don't know a solicitor. Who does? Well, I mean, I do because I work in the industry, but that's totally different. If you don't work in the industry, how do you know who is a good solicitor? It's a very difficult thing to pick out. The estate agent is likely to offer uh, you uh, assistance with this. Assistance with this, they'll say, yeah, you can use ours. Uh, the mortgage advisor will probably say, yeah, use ours too. You know, always go on recommendations, always read reviews. You know, if your parents used a different solicitor and had a fantastic uh, experience with them, maybe it's better going from a recommendation from a family friend or a parent uh, who, who's already had experience of using them. A solicitor will handle all the legal side of things. Now, they're going to send you a hell of a lot of paperwork to fill in. Good luck with that. But take your time. Go through it step by step. 
break it down. Don't get too panicked when you read through it because there is a lot. We've all been there. Don't worry, I was there. Luckily, my solicitor put sticky labels at the really important stuff that I needed to read. Once you've had your offer accepted and once you've appointed a solicitor, you now need to sit down with your mortgage advisor again and submit that all important mortgage application. Mortgage application, he will sit down on a meeting with your mortgage advisor. If it was with me, we'll have a um, Google Meet. So it'll be like this um, over the internet. And we'll sit down and we'll go through the different mortgage types. We'll go through how much you want to be paying on a monthly basis to see your mortgage budget. We'll look at the cheapest mortgage lender for you and the right mortgage lender for you. The cheapest isn't always the best. Sometimes the one that's we'll sit down and we'll look at who is the best mortgage lender for you at that time. Cheapest isn't always the best. Your mortgage advisor will then go away and submit all your uh, your application. Of course, at this point, he will, they will need to make sure they've got all the necessary documents from you. A lot of paperwork, a lot of emails, get used to it. So you sit down with your mortgage advisor and go through a mortgage application. If you were with me, if you were my client, I'd look at your budget. We'll go through the mortgage types. We'll talk about the uh, mortgage. Fuck off. Next is submitting a mortgage application. This is where you sit down with a mortgage advisor and go through the right mortgage for you. If you were my client, would have a, a Zoom call or a Teams or a Google Meet, whatever one you want to use really, and we'll sit down over the internet and we'll look at the mortgage in more depth. We'll look at what sort of mortgage you want to be taking. If you were taking a fixed rate, what fixed rate's right for you? And we'll look at your mortgage budget and then we'll work out what is the best mortgage company for you at that point. Cheapest isn't always the best. We then look at, next we look at submitting a full mortgage application. This is where you'll sit down with your mortgage advisor again and look at the best mortgage for you at that point. If you're my client, would have a, a virtual meeting over Teams, Zoom or Google Meet, whichever one you prefer really, and we'd look at the mortgage in more depth. What mortgage type do you want to be looking at? What sort of interest rate deal do you want to be looking at? If it's a fixed rate, how long do you want to be taking a fixed rate for? And we'll talk about your personal needs. We'll look at your mortgage budget as well, and we'll look at submitting an application from there. You'd have already supplied all the documents that needed, um, and you'd assign the terms of business as well. Next then, once the mortgage application has gone in, the next thing the mortgage company will be doing is looking at the valuation. So every mortgage company will value the property that you're buying. They want to make sure that that house or flat is good enough um, property for you. The next thing then is a valuation. Every mortgage company will value the property you're buying. They want to make sure that it's good security. So in the worst case scenario, you stop paying your mortgage. They have to repossess that house that they will get their money back. And that's why they value it. A valuation is literally a basic valuation. They'll go and say, yeah, it's worth this much money. Or, no, it's not worth this much money. That's pretty much what they'll do. They won't identify issues. Now, if there is a gaping hole in the house, yes, they will point that out. So things are very, uh, very visible. If you wanted a more in-depth survey, like a home buyer's report, a structure report, or anything like that, that comes at an extra cost. And that's something to bear in mind talking about your budget earlier. 
Once the mortgage company has assessed you as an applicant, they've done the credit checks, they've looked through your payslips and they're happy with all that, and they've valued the house and they're happy with the valuation, they'll give you what we call a mortgage offer. A mortgage offer is a document from the mortgage company that says you are buying this house and they are going to give you the money to do so. It's a really important landmark because that is the mortgage sorted. Once that mortgage offer is received, you'll get a copy of it sent to you in the post. The mortgage advisor will receive one and your solicitor will receive one too. Now you've probably already paid uh, an introductory fee to your solicitor and filled out some paperwork. This mortgage offer will then come and into their sort of uh, their online portal and they'll take that off and they will start doing the rest of the work needed. So the next point on the journey is the searches. So what are searches? Searches are searches in the local area. I've said searches a lot there. So I'm going to say it again, searches. Uh, they, they search the local area to make sure that the property is in good standings. So they'll look at the um, sewage, they'll look at if there's mines around. I think there's about 10 different searches that they do. Now don't shout at me, conveyances, because I might be wildly off there but they do a lot of searches. Now, these local authority searches can take weeks to come back. Sometimes the conveyance will want to do them before the mortgage offer is received to speed things up. Now, that's completely up to you. The process usually is to get the mortgage offer and then do the searches. Now, that again, like I say, is completely up to you. You might want to wait. You might want to speed things up. There's no wrong or right. Whilst they're doing this, they'll also be looking at their inquiries. So inquiries is just the solicitor talk for saying that they are going to um, look at the information pack provided to them and raising questions on them. So the person selling the house will give the solicitor an information pack about the house, which they'll go through. It's a massive document. They'll go through that document and they'll ask questions about certain points. They'll send it off to their, the seller's solicitor who will answer those questions and send it back. Now, this is a lot of to and a fro in because they may raise more questions based on what the answers are. So again, when they say inquiries and searches, that is what those two points are. A conveyancer is working towards the next thing in the process, which is called exchange of contracts. That's where you're signing to say that you are buying this house and the seller is signing to say they're selling this house. And that is where you're locked into the, pro into the deal. You literally are exchanging the contracts. The final stage can happen at various different points. It could happen the same day that you exchange, a few days later, a week later. And in the case of a new build, it might be three or four months later. But completion is where you pick up the keys. Congratulations, you've just bought a house. Woo! <laughs> you'll go to the estate agent, you'll pick up the keys. Uh, once the money from the mortgage companies come in, uh, and the solicitors confirm they've got everything and everything's paid, you can go and pick the keys up. And that is where the fun begins. This is where you're moving in. This is where you need to take your meter readings to make sure that you're starting correctly with your electric and gas. This is where you need to make sure that you contact all those companies, electric, gas, water. You need to make sure that you've got your internet in, because let's face it, what is life without internet nowadays? Sky TV, Virgin, whoever, make sure that's all sorted as well. 
I'm guessing you probably have a takeaway on the first night. So when I said do your research at the start, also find out if Uber Eats, Deliveroo and all that sort of stuff deliver there. Now, this is where, like I say, the fun begins. Make sure you know when your next mortgage payment is going to come out and how much it's going to be. The reason I say that is because sometimes depending on when you complete and when your first mortgage payment comes out, it may be slightly larger than the contractual payments. Just check that paperwork and contact your mortgage advisor if you're unsure. Good luck moving in. Now, this this podcast was relatively short. Obviously, the process of buying a house is a hell of a lot longer than this. For more tips like this, don't forget to follow and join the club.